Welcome to the How to Buy and Sell a Business, Business Podcast. Podcast. Thank you for joining us. As a reminder, legal topics we're talking about today is not intended as legal advice for general information purposes only. No attorney-client relationship is being formed by this podcast. We're happy to chat with you. If you've got questions, feel free to reach out to us. You can find information on our website at www.goformanlaw.com. Enjoy the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Sam Foreman, and I'm here with my co-host, Jacob Wayman. And we are excited to talk to you about buying or selling a business successfully. This is the first in a series of eight podcast episodes. Our format is going to be uh, relatively short, which is easy for Jake because he's very concise. He's very to the point. I'm a business attorney. And so if you ask me a simple question, like how is the weather, I will talk for probably 47 and a half minutes. I won't send you a bill because it's the weather, but we're just really excited to talk to you all about the about buying or selling a business our goal here is to uh well first and foremost we want to entertain you because if you have a good time well we're having a good time that's that's always a win but we want to educate empower and equip folks to have a successful deal process whether they're buying or selling a business Um, as i mentioned this is the first of eight uh, podcasts. We're doing a little series to try to provide a really good overview of what that deal process is like so that you'll have a good understanding of how these different topics fit together. Uh, and then after that, our hope is to go into um, more depth uh, into a lot of these topics as you know, you could talk about some of these for literally for days. So uh, with that, our topic today is how should you prepare to buy or sell a business. Uh, And first off, Jacob, why don't you tell me uh, some of the things that you did as you were preparing to buy uh, your business a couple of years ago because you bought the Orange Theory franchises uh, here in Wichita. Tell me a little bit about your process there. Yeah, you know, for me, it it was trying to fully understand what all went into buying a business. Um, Sometimes people think like it's like going to the grocery store. Oh, you know, I need to go get some some, some bananas, some bread, some some hamburger, you know, whatever. You know, think, oh, it's pretty simple. But, you know, it really was eye-opening to understand what, how much went into the purchase of a business from the parties that were involved, the documentation that needed to be there, but also just understanding the time frame that you had to have. So there's some deals that, you know, could take years to develop. Ours, you know, we did within 90 days and, Mm -hmm. um, and full disclosure, Sam was uh, our attorney in the process. And when I told him that we needed to get in 90 days, his eyes got really, really big because he's been through this (laughs) and I hadn't. And so he was, and I was like, oh no, it's going to be all right. We got, we got this taken care of, but you know, it is, it's just, it's just fully taking a deep, deep breath and knowing that it's going to be a lot of work, um, to be able to get it across the finish line, but it's totally worth it. If you, um, if you do it correctly. Yep. Um, and I think that that leads into a really important topic as you think about how to prepare to buy or sell a business, mm-hmm. which is first and foremost, understanding how long is this process actually going to take? And, and as Jake mentioned, for for his business, and he was buying a two-site business, and so you had you know a number of different moving pieces involved. You know, he had to go through the franchise process. He had to take, uh, and I, and you know, for for the record, he he did I think an extraordinary job managing that process. He's very detailed, and so he'll have a lot of really good information to share with folks. Um, throughout this podcast about how to really succeed in that process. But it's really critical to understand how long um, is this uh, is this actually going to take? How long is this deal going to take? Um, we've had deals that we've worked on where, you know, it's, gee, you've got 30 days and there's an outside timeline and that's all there is. And, and we just, you know, you got to hustle and you got to figure out how to make it happen. That's the exception. And anytime you're 
I'll call it shortcutting the process. Um, and, and sometimes 30 days might be shorting cutting the process and sometimes it might not. Um, you're going to, you're going to not be in the same position as if you had the, I'll call it the right amount of time to make the deal work. Um, so for most folks, you know, buying a small business or a medium sized business, um, you really need to plan on, I would say 60 days to six months for the entire process, assuming that everybody's engaged and things go reasonably well. Um, there are deal processes that take years to do yeah. um, because there are, there are things outside of your control, but you really need to take the time on the front end to understand what, how long is it actually going to take? And, you know, Jacob, talk about from your uh, experience, what are some of like the things that are outside of your control that drive that time frame? Well, I mean, because, you know, you almost kind of see yourself as a, I saw myself as a project manager, mm -hmm. you know, managing a project and, you know, things that are out of control is all the parties that are involved. Um, so you, you as an attorney, you have other clients that you're working with, you know, and that, that takes time to work with them. Um, if you have a bank that's involved, um, you're on their timeline. If you have other investors that are involved, you're on their time. Even the seller that you're, that you're buying from and vice versa, they're also still running a business. They have other priorities mm -hmm. that are out there. So it's just understanding that it's, you know, you're on everybody else's timeline, but you also have to be the one managing that timeline. And for me in that process was knowing where everything is at and being very, very organized and knowing when I need to follow up with people, you know, where I needed to be at for certain things. I mean, it, it's a, it's another full-time job. It mm -hmm. really is. I mean, people don't realize how much time and effort it takes because, you know, when you're buying a business, I mean, that's a, a huge investment and um, there's a lot at risk there. And so you want it to be done right. And, you know, looking back, I wish I had, you know, six months um, to be able to do it over again because there were there are things that can get missed, um, mm -hmm. things that you forget about. And, you know, it's it's, you know, understanding, understanding all the parties that are involved, because it's not just you and the seller, it's you and lots of other people, lots of other professionals that are involved in it. Yeah. And I think as you try to figure out for your deal, how long it's going to take, it's a really important um, process unless unless you've got a lot of deal experience. It's really important for, and even if you do, it's, it's always good to sit down with somebody else who's got a different perspective mm -hmm. to really sit down and think about, okay, what are the moving pieces? You know, is there a regulatory deadline? Is there a third party deadline that I need to be aware of? Mm -hmm. uh, what consents, what third party consents need to be in place? How long are those going to take? You know, if I've got to go get a third party consent from some mega corporation somewhere and I'm a small fish, yeah, that could take a long time. And mm -hmm. so you really got to understand how that's going to work. Um, one of the things we've started doing recently to help our clients through the process and make sure that we manage timelines really efficiently is put together a deal schedule. And it's always a best guess, but these things can get really detailed, but it's really, really important for you to put together one or have your professional team put together one so that you're really tracking with where are all the pieces and you try to figure out what are the contingencies so you can tie them together and you can adjust things appropriately throughout the process. So, Wait, and a lot of it, it's, it's having that, that, um, you know, that conversation also with the person that you're buying the business from. Mm -hmm. So they're all on the same page right. of what it's going to take right. because, you know, we, the, you and the other, the other party may want to take it done quickly, but there's all these other things that have to happen. Mm -hmm. In our situation, it was a franchise. We were taking over the franchise rights of that and they had to go through an approval process. And, you know, and it, and it, for me, knowing where everything was at in the process, like, it was making sure I follow up at this time with this person, follow up this time with mm -hmm. this person. But it was just being, you know, I don't know what the best word for it, but, you know, I was kind of, 
borderline annoying because I was so like, <laughs> let's get this done. You and, weren't annoying. <laughs> well, it was, but it, it was, it was keeping people accountable yeah. for what they said they were yeah. going to do and documenting what they're going to be accountable right. for and knowing where it's at. Right. And, and I think Jacob, you did, a, you did a, a, a extraordinary job in your deal of making sure that things ran appropriately and being really organized. And I saw that pay dividends for you a number of times during that process, because we've, we've had deals where everybody assumes that everybody else on the deal knows what they're doing mm -hmm. and knows when to do it and how to do it and that they're equally invested. And yep. it's just not the case. Well, you got to take ownership of your deal yeah. to make sure that it happens correctly and on time. Yeah. I mean, it, it, think of yourself as the quarterback. Mm -hmm. You know where the, what the playing field is and right. where what, what the other players are doing. You know what the defense is doing. You mm -hmm. know what the offense is doing. You're watching all of that. And you're being that quarterback through right. the process. And it's about communication. It's being able to right. have that open, honest communication and talking to people and, and letting them know where things are at. Right. And, it, you know, that that leads to um, another topic that I think is really important as you prepare to buy or sell your business is to understand the other party's motivations and priorities. Um, and particularly if you're doing a deal on a timeline, um, you know, if you don't, you have to understand those to properly get your deal done mm -hmm. and also to prepare because you need to really have a good gauge, I think, on how invested is this seller, how invested is this buyer, this other party, and what do they really want? Mm -hmm. um, talk to me a little bit about what your process was like and kind of understanding, you know, your deal partner and um, how you went through that to get that understanding. Yeah. I mean, for, for us, it was... Okay, kind of, kind of talk about you. Some at when I with the per, with the, who right. I bought it from, yes. and everything. Yep. You know, it was it, for for us. I mean, it kind of happened not out of nowhere for it, but it's like a lot of it kind of goes back to say you're a first time you know buyer of a business. You want to mm -hmm. buy a business, and you have identified a business that you'd like to buy. You know, in a way, for me, I did a lot of a due diligence before I even reached out to him because I was like, is this a viable business to purchase? Is it being ran properly? Those sort of things. And then when I made that cold call to him to ask about, you know, purchasing the business, he said no to start with, but, you know, I stayed in touch with him. You know, mm -hmm. I, I checked in with him for, you know, every week because, you know, I was like, well, maybe, maybe it's going to change. That mindset's going to change. And then when he said yes, you know, I was like, okay, well, there we that relationship had already started you know a month or two months before mm -hmm. that and we were actually on a common ground of of what we're doing it, it was he was motivated to sell because there was things that were happening they wanted to sell the business and i was motivated to buy so we had that you know that that established relationship that was there but it is it's having a good friendly professional relationship with that person because they know a lot about the business and you need to have that relationship there so, you know, there's easy communication back right. and forth with requesting certain documentation, requesting, you know, this or that, you know, working with their attorney, working with your attorney, working with their bank, with our bank, and making sure everything flows together. Because without that relationship, a the potential purchase of a business can go up in flames and be done. Yeah. And, and if you get to that point, you know, you've probably spent a lot of your time and you've spent a lot of money. Um, getting to that point. Mm -hmm. And that can be really expensive. I I'm really glad you talked about the relational um, aspect of things. One of the things we really try to talk to folks about as they're going through the process is think about relational capital. Mm -hmm. Think about every deal is having relational capital involved. And it's, it's like an account that you have with money to spend based on how good is the relationship that you have with the other members of the deal. And, and you may have more than just you know, the seller, you may have investors, you mm -hmm. may have a bank. 
each of those you have um, a certain balance of relational capital with. And if you burn that relational capital all the way down to zero or even a negative balance, you substantially jeopardize your deal because what's my incentive then mm-hmm. as another party to do a deal with you if I don't like you, I don't trust you, you're always asking for things, you're always late, you're always you know, um, being way too aggressive or mm-hmm. try, you know, there's not enough trust there. And so I think some of the ways to really do a good job is exactly what, what Jacob's done is you develop a relationship. You understand it's a relationship. Business works through relationships and doing deals is no different. Remember that you're going to need to do business with most of these folks on the other side of the deal. Mm-hmm. And so you're not just trying to figure out how can I get the most I possibly can out of this deal. Think about it in an expansive way of I'm going to relationship. I want this person's insight on the other side of the deal, or I want to see him be successful um, because I want to be successful on the deal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just the it's just the right way to do business is to to think about it from a relationship standpoint. But that that makes a huge difference because on almost every single deal I've been a part of, you get down to the wire and you need something mm-hmm. um, in, or the other person needs something. And if there's a relationship there, yep. you can go to somebody that you have a friendship with or just a good relationship with and you can say, hey, I need this. Yeah. Can you give it to me or mm-hmm. can I trade something with you for it? And and it's a lot more likely to happen than to be um, – <clears throat> in deals where there's no relationship and it's like, uh, you want what by when we're closing yeah. tomorrow. Like we're exchanging yeah. signatures in eight and a half hours and yeah. it's, it's two in the it, morning and you want what? <laughs> well, and, and, and kind of talking in that when we, we closed our, we closed the deal to, to purchase the orange theory, um, locations, um, December 31st. And that's around the holidays time. And we started the conversations in late September. So, I mean, you're coming up on, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, mm-hmm. all the holidays that are in there. Right. And it was because of the relationships we were able to get it over the finish line because I was able to pick up the phone and I knew they were going to take my call. You know, and, and to prepare to buy a business, it starts years before you want to do it. You may not mm-hmm. know you're going to buy a business, but it's again back to all the relationships that you're building because, you know, I had to identify an attorney. I had to identify a bank. I had to identify investors. I had to identify all these different things. Mm-hmm to be able to get there. And I had those relationships that I'd invested in. And then when we get through and like, I'm here, I'm I'm two years later post purchasing the organization. And I still talk to the, to the seller. Mm -hmm. I still talk to him. I mean, because there's certain things that I still ask him about things because there's still things I find that I'm like, Hey, what is this? And he, and he checks in with me all the time because we still have that relational capital. That's great. Now, I remember that deal. He was easy to work with. And, and I think uh, I think that's a credit to the kind of relationship that you built with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you addressed a topic that I think is really important, which is understanding how much work is going to be. Um, <laughs> for those that aren't in the room right now, which, which it's currently just me, Jake, and our uh, very savvy producer, uh, uh, Jason Villanueva. And... Um, the did I even pronounce your name right? Okay, good. Good. I wasn't sure if it was Jason, um, <laughs> but um, uh, for, I mean, Jake. Jake is smiling because he knows and he remembers just how extraordinary an undertaking it is to really do a good job buying a business, and it is. And and this is the way we describe it to clients is. You need to take it seriously because there's so much on the line for you, whether you're selling, whether you're buying. Mm-hmm. It is a big part of your life. 
um, for a lot of folks. Um, it is their their life. You know, it's either the life that they've built that they're now selling, or it's the life that they're trying to build mm-hmm. um, that they're buying. And uh, you really you really need to look like, look at it like it's a second job. No, hundred um, percent. I mean, it's you know, and and it, in my notes um, uh, that Sam then Sam put um he put schedule a vacation and yes. I, 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 I underlined that and highlighted it because it's something that I, that I didn't do. Um, yep. and I still haven't done, um, two years post, you know, purchasing the business. And that's something that I highly, highly encourage you is, is find that rest, um, Mm-hmm. In there because it kind of going back to who's all involved in the process, your family's involved in the process. Yes. And when it takes a lot of time to get these things over the finish line, you know, you have to take time to celebrate it, um, mm-hmm. celebrate the successes. And, you know, we didn't do a great job of celebrating the success of doing it because two months after we purchased the business, COVID hit mm-hmm. and that changed a lot. So that was um, very eye opening, but it's something that I highly recommend when it is, is taking that time to celebrate and, you know, schedule a vacation after you make the, <laughs> get the deal done. Yeah, I highly recommend that. I mean, it, it's something I haven't done uh, historically, but but recently, especially as we've just, um, you know, we continue to try to understand our clients better and how to serve them better. But um, it's just so much work. And when you really take time to understand the relationships that truly matter in life, it's it's those family relationships. And you've got to be on top of that and thinking about, you know, when you're going to schedule time. Um, I really uh, encourage folks to think about um, scheduling it maybe, maybe a couple weeks out or a month out after closing. Whatever the right time is, make sure you've been able to successfully transition the business, get it rolling. You probably don't want to schedule it for immediately after closing because you need to be there <laughs> immediately after closing mm-hmm. to make it work. But make sure that you do schedule it and that it that that is a priority for you and your family um, because it just it makes a big difference. So mm-hmm. um, I've got uh, two other things to hit on real quickly. Um, as you prepare for your deal, take time to understand how many deals are actually involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really important. A lot of times folks will look at it and be like, I'm just buying a business. I'm just selling a business. Um, that's, it's not always that simple. Sometimes you're, you know, you have five deals or six deals. I've got one right now where it's, you know, it's probably seven or eight deals in one deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you need to, you really need to understand, is it, okay, I've got a real estate purchase. I've got a, I've got an asset purchase. I've got a key employment relationship. I've got a financing relationship with a bank. I've got a financing relationship with investors. I've got a franchise deal to work out, or I've got, you know, these other key pieces I've mm-hmm. got to work out. And so, so when you think about that, that drives how you prepare, it drives how you understand how the deal is going to work together and how you really gauge it. Um, uh, two other things. I, I know I just lied. I said two things. It's actually three things. Um, go figure from the lawyer. Then, but, but wait, there's more. It's like a bad infomercial. Um, uh, take time to understand who all is going to be involved. Um, and a lot of this is driven by, you know, the approach that you've already taken to understanding how your deal is going to work, how long it's going to take, how many deals are involved and everything else. That's really important because you need to know who's on the team because you need to make sure you coordinate well, um, that you manage that process really well or let you understand who's going to manage that process really well. And that's also going to help you understand something else that's really, really, really important <laughs> that most folks get excited about um, and not always in a good way, which is understanding the cost, doing deals can get real expensive real fast. 
Um, and that's also why being really organized, really taking time to understand, figure out how things are going to fit together, figure out the timing, make sure you have enough timing is really important, um, is that that's also going to help you understand how much is this actually going to cost? Um, because not every deal closes and you need to have a good understanding of what you're getting into. And that's why cost and timing are so important is because if you've got a mad dash rush through a deal, if I'm your attorney and you know, me and your accountant are working together on stuff, we can't, we can't pump the brakes very fast uh, or very often if we've got a really tight timeline um, because there just isn't time because your deal won't get done. Mm -hmm. And if you're the buyer or you're the seller and it's got to happen in you know 45 days because that's the end of the tax year and the rates are going up next year and we've got to get it done, <clears throat> there just isn't time. And so you've got to incur costs that you know can't be managed in a process that you may run, run into roadblocks that then it, you know, it just falls apart because of something that you find in the diligence process or whatever. And that's why yeah. planning ahead, having good timing, having good relationships is so important is because it's going to get you a better outcome and it's going to save you money in the process. Yeah. And I think the last thing is, is when you think of understanding who all is involved, I mean, mm -hmm. you are the, like I said earlier, you are the quarterback of mm -hmm. the deal and yep. you're taking the lead. You're the one who's leading the charge. You know, you're the one who's making sure that things are put in place like they're supposed to be. I mean, you're dependent on the expertise of the people involved, whether it be your attorney, your accountant, your bank, you know, whatever, whatever's involved in it. They're the expertise. It's just like as a quarterback, you can't play every position, but you know what every position's supposed to be doing and being aware of that and having that. And it's understanding all those parties. I mean, I, my first phone call when this opportunity presented itself was actually to Sam, um, was to sit down with him and say, okay, like, let's talk through this. And, you know, we kind of jotted out what a t timeline would be on it. So I mm -hmm. kind of had that understanding going into it is, is, you know, yeah. so that's what, that's what I would say is just being that quarterback and really hashing that and knowing what's in the playbook. And that's a wrap folks. Uh, we're going to have all these podcasts posted at uh, www.goformanlaw.com. That'll be in the show notes which someone else will prepare because I, I don't do typing anymore and stone tablets don't don't transfer online very well. But we'll have our eight-part series there. I hope you will continue to uh, join us for this content and that you'll uh, continue to learn about or refresh your memory on, on some of these topics in a way that will really help you have a really successful deal process. Um, we plan to have some companion blog posts that will hopefully have some additional information, some additional links to information. And also we've got a, a kind of an overview handout that's a fillable PDF that we'll be posting um, online as well uh, that, that will uh, just try to help find a, provide a coordinating tool to tie a bunch of these concepts together. Yeah. And I would say from, from a standpoint of a person who uh, has purchased a business, my, my to do, not my to do my, your task. I don't know. Your call to action, your call to action. Yeah. Um, your call to action for me is um, look to see who's on your bench. Yep. Um, and who's missing on your bench um, uh, when it comes to, if you're thinking about buying a business, evaluate who's on your bench to start with and see what relationships you need to begin to build or invest more time in. Yep. And we'll be covering that in detail in uh, session three um, of our, uh, our podcast series. Thank you all. Have a great day.